Welcome to the Year of the Movie podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies from the year of the movie, 2023. Woo. Woo hoo. Energy. Energy, energy, energy. I'm getting over being sick. If I'm you not. couldn't tell from my voice, mm-hmm. I don't really know what my voice sounds like. Um, I imagine Jimmy Neutron? Just separate from this, you just imagine Jimmy no, Neutron? Here's my train of thought there. Okay. My brain some for some reason said, Peter. <laughs> That's not Jimmy Neutron. No, but then I didn't want to reference Family Guy. I don't. I don't want to be that person. Too late. But yeah. I needed to explain my train of thought, and so I went to another animated thing. And a lot of people have said I look like Jimmy Neutron. Hmm. So I went with Jimmy Neutron. It's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I'm it gonna is. say you don't look like Jimmy uh, Neutron. I'm Sebastian. I'm Maggie. And with us in the video booth, we have Bryce. How you Run, doing, Bryce? Running on three hours of sleep. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Always love the Bryce corner. <laughs> it's very small and yeah. dark, but full of joy. <laughs> um, before we begin, just wanted to, to say, if, if you want to support us, go to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can support us there. We're going to have exclusive content. Mm-hmm. Content comes out a day early there. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want access to that Patreon, there should be a link in the bio wherever you're listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reviewing us also helps. Reviewing us does also help. And today we're talking about the movie Bottoms. 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 I joked, Bryce, that... Because, you know, sometimes we like to like do some set dressing. Yeah. That for this episode, we don't explain it, but anytime we cut to your camera, it's just your bottom. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> just... Over my face? or No, you just no. have to talk. Like, like you, you still have a mic, but the camera is pointed at your butt. But then there's, oh. there's a fake mic at your butt, and then it's like Jim Carrey in uh, Ace Ventura. It just flapped my cheeks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It'd be a, a hilarious gag. Instead, we don't have any set dressing except for our sign. Mm-hmm. I could have brought the golden shorts. Oh, yeah. If you don't know about the golden shorts, go ahead and head over to our YouTube channel, Virtual Cocktail, and check out our little short film, The Armor. Mm-hmm. Maggie, why did why why did why why did we start this podcast? <laughs> well, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we started this podcast because 2023 is a weird year for movies. There were strikes. Mm-hmm. That one at least is still ongoing. One yes. is tentatively good now. The writer strike at this point is like pretty solidly yeah. good. Um, so like that makes things interesting. And then oof, um, Pop. the movies that have come out are uh, Cocaine Bear. We legally have to mention our sponsor, Sixty Five. <laughs> <laughs> thank, um, thank you, Sixty Five, for sponsoring this video. <laughs> thank you, Adam Driver, personally for sponsoring this video. <laughs> Um, what else is there? 80 for Brady. 80 for Brady. Barbie, which was a great movie. Yeah. Weird. Uh, Air. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tetris movie. Big George mm-hmm. Foreman. Uh, Blue Beetle. It, like, not the weirdest, but another one but that it came was, out. It, for, like, it's a DC property yeah. that, like, you don't really hear about too often. Yeah. And it didn't do well. Uh, one of It my... came out? Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. how well it did. At this point, it is no longer in theaters... I don't believe so. Um, and it didn't do well. At some point, we're going to have like a DC episode where we talk about the DC movies of the year. That we're also going to do one for Marvel. So yeah. far over my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, w- I was even kind of excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. 
Um, another movie that is coming out this year that I'm excited about is Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Yes, that'll be good. Um, so, goofy year for movies. This is probably one of the goofier movies that have come out this year, but in a very good way. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Bottoms. The synopsis is unpopular best friends PJ and Josie start a high school fight club to meet girls and lose their virginity. They soon find themselves in over their heads when they, the most popular students start beating each other up in the name of self-defense. Mm-hmm. What were your first impressions when you heard about this movie? And also, how did you hear about this movie? Well, um, if you remember that. When I first heard about the movie, it was just like, what is Bottoms? And then I think you were like, it's this movie made by this person who made this other thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. Yeah. And then I saw images for it and the synopsis for Fight Club. And I was like, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it really... Now, this is... It wasn't until uh, a comedian we know went and saw this movie eight times in theaters yeah that i was like oh this could this maybe this is something good Mm -hmm. um and and then i saw someone else post about it and they posted a little bit of like the intro to the movie yeah and it's the orion pictures thing and i love orion pictures Mm -hmm. they made some great movies back in the day Mm -hmm. and so that kind of got me excited for it yeah um i was definitely interested in this movie um i have not seen shiva baby this is uh the director that did bottoms um also did shiva baby i heard like great things about it it's one of those movies that's like always on my watch list and i just haven't gotten to it yet um so i was interested to see like what their follow-up would be to that um and then it was this one and then it was like wildly goofier and just more upbeat than i expected it to be yeah um and then i heard about it because i follow like various queer news outlets and stuff on instagram so like i was aware of it i don't know how mainstream this movie is i am very surprised like we're not saying the person's name because we don't really know them that well it's not sean but like the comedian that we know like is not the target audience for this not at all but he loves movies yeah so so i'm i'm very curious to see like what what the general response is to this movie if you're not like a queer person (laughs) bryce did you know about this movie no but i would like to I'm well, going you, in this. You're going to find out yeah. so much in this podcast. I, I'm this, going into bottoms raw. I so Bryce you told <laughs> Bryce told us that he likes doing these episodes that he hasn't seen the movie because he learns things. Mm-hmm. I love Bryce being here because it gives us someone to actually talk to. Yeah. Instead of just like the camera where we like have to pretend we're talking to an audience explaining things. This yeah. way we can like actually. Yeah. It's just a win-win for everybody. Yeah. I'm the eyes into the production. I am yeah. the eye in the production. <laughs> Looking at you. Um uh so a couple disclaimers up top this is a very raunchy movie Mm -hmm. uh there are swears like in the trailer shocker yeah so uh yeah this is a very r-rated movie um so like 
do with that what you will another thing is i have been looking up facts about this movie literally all day so i know this is going to be a longer episode oh yeah it's gonna be a long one sorry yeah. bryce yeah <laughs> out here on three hours of sleep. let's we out here man yeah let's but strap in <laughs> i do want to say right now like this is like not a spoiler of the movie but a spoiler of how we feel about this movie good we loved this movie i've seen it twice and so we've brief- i'm on my way to eight yeah. times <laughs> <laughs> we've briefly mentioned it in the past and previous episodes that like our longer episodes tend to be about ones that we don't like yeah and this is not one of those ones this This is going to be longer because we really like this movie which i love because i don't want to be the person who's like bad 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 and just like yeah that's good yeah right so that's how i feel i agree i was also thinking of that while i was looking up stuff for it um there's also like a lot more like quotes and stuff of people talking about their experiences on the movie um and i'm I'm very excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whose turn it is. I believe it's yours. Cool. Um, swearing time. So we see a speaker on a classroom wall as a PA system chimes. Two girls, PG and Josie. Sorry, one second. Should we say that this is where we're talking about the trailer? This is where we talk about the trailer. Why do we talk about the trailer? Because it's illegal to show it. Okay. There's also other reasons, but we talk about the trailer if you haven't we, seen this before. Yes. We talk about the trailer um, <laughs> to give you like... Uh, an idea of the movie and boy oh boy does this give you an idea of the movie yeah. um and yeah there's it's just it's something a, a little something to tell you about the film itself also we won't don't want to give like too many spoilers up top about a movie that has come out this year so if you want to watch it skip and come back to this episode i do recommend watching this movie yes we see a speaker <laughs> on a classroom wall as a PA system chimes. Two girls, PJ and Josie, are shown sitting at desks alone, and a voice says over the speaker, could the ugly, untalented gays please report to the principal's office? Two other girls, Brittany and Isabel, stand in front of the seated ones, and one says, guess that's you guys. The music picks up, and the Orion Pictures logo briefly appears. Uh, PJ and uh, Josie are getting ready in a room and PJ says tonight is our night we're getting cooch there's a brief shot of a fairground as PJ continues I'm gonna talk to Brittany there's a shot of Brittany's face you can say hi to Isabel there's a shot of Isabel in slow motion Josie looks transfixed by Isabel with her voiceover what would I say hey girl how's your boyfriend how's his penis and we see Isabel hugging her football player boyfriend Jeff there's a big dance break with everyone hip thrusting along with Jeff making it clear he's the school's favorite special boy PJ and Josie are in the principal's office who tells them i'm gonna expel both of you for committing a crime against jeff and we see various shots of jeff as well as him saying his own name we see jeff blocking a car with josie pj and isabel inside jeff is telling isabel to get out who yells back you can't tell me what to do jeff gets more erratic yelling for isabel josie drives the car forward a little bit like boop that like not much uh and almost touches his leg he collapses to the ground uh, back in the principal's office, Josie says that they didn't commit a crime. They were just practicing for a self-defense club. The principal says, what, like a fight club? And PJ says, yes. The principal says, just stay in your lane until you're munching beaver at Wesleyan. PJ says, yes, sir, while putting her fist up for a fist bump, and Josie pushes it down. The title card, this summer, with Josie asking, what's your plan here? And PJ responds over various shots of Jeff and their classmates. Jeff is psychotic, and they're picking on the weak and defenseless. More shots of the girls in their class on bleachers as she continues. So we teach a bunch of girls how to defend themselves. They're grateful to us. Adrenaline is flowing. We see PJ and Josie by the football field, and she says, next thing you know, Isabel and Brittany are kissing us on the mouths. Title card from the producers of Pitch Perfect. Then we see Josie and PJ talking to their teacher, Mr. G. 
Josie says, you can be our club advisor. And he responds, you know, my mom did say I need to pick up a hobby. Another title card and cocaine bear. Before showing PJ standing in front of a group of girls in a gym, slamming her backpack down and saying, welcome to our fucking fight club. There's a different shot in the gym of people warming up while Mr. <clears throat> G uh, runs over saying, let's get it popping in this motherfucker. He blows a whistle, pop music starts playing, and we see various club members punching each other in the face in a bunch of quick shots. We see Brittany punch someone while a football player, Tim, looks on and another club member screams, yes, queen slay. There's a quick shot of characters cut between full screen graphics to the beat of the song, showing a Rolling Stones review reading Bottoms is the hottest, bloodiest high school movie of the 21st century. The honest, sorry, bloodiest high school movie in the 21st century. The shots show more punches and water being poured over a cheerleader. We see PJ and Josie walking through a hallway with their friend, Hazel, who tells them having a safe space like this, it means a lot to people. A club member says, I'm going to finally reverse stalk my stalker. And PJ cheers her on. Another club member says, I'm going to be able to kill my stepdad. And there's a beat before PJ and Josie both respond with, awesome! title card with an indie riot review hilariously weird before showing tim talking to josie and pj saying it seems so supportive of women especially the hot ones then quick cut to mr g talking to the club and saying men need therapy another title card review unhinged and indescribable then a shot of isabel pushing through people in the cafeteria walking up to jeff with hazel and asking are you cheating on me he says no and hazel tells him i literally saw you yesterday jeff yells shut up nerd i fucked your mom and the title card stays on him for a beat while he realizes what he says Title card review, wildly brilliant, then shots of the club members in dark clothes and masks all in a van together, then throwing eggs at Jeff's house. It goes back to PJ talking to Josie, saying, we are literally at the bottom. We have nowhere to go but up. And Josie looks at her bloody lip in the mirror and smiles. There's a brief shot of Josie and Isabel leaning in to kiss, a shot of Brittany and cheerleaders, then Mr. G's chalkboard that reads, feminism, who started it? Tim is intimidating Josie at her locker, saying, your club is over, with a shot of Jeff making the throat cutting motion and another shot of a football player about to fight Hazel. Josie's voiceover says they deserve a shot at throwing every or showing everybody how fucking cool they are. And the football player throws Hazel across the gym in front of the students watching from the bleachers. There's another shot of the club walking together in formation. Isabel in front saying, let's go fuck up some football players before a lot of quick chaotic shots. There's close-ups of punches, an explosion, Hazel fighting that one guy, Josie and PJ waving hi to Mr. G, then the title card bottoms. Cuts back to Mr. G, talking to Josie and PJ, saying, you created a fight club to get some coochie. Y'all don't even know how to work that thing. I know y'all ain't y'all ain't tickling the pearl <laughs> josie responds i just don't know if you're supposed to be talking to us like that just like as a teacher another line or title card only in theaters in august before cutting to black mm-hmm. this is obviously a raunchy movie indeed from the trailer alone i will say mm-hmm. i'm glad i didn't see the trailer before watching the movie i also didn't watch <laughs> it until prepping for this episode um and i agree um it definitely sets up that it's a teen movie spoof it's taking things to an extreme level Mm -hmm. um it's definitely playing off of the thing of like there's always some weird situation of like uh like dude has to make an entirely wild setup so that he can get with one specific girl Mm -hmm. and then by the end of the movie they end up together and like she's cool with the, the weird situation that happened uh so it's definitely playing off of that and like fight club um it's really highlights the football players as the main antagonists which we'll get to later 
Um, and then there's also a lot of reviews included in the trailer itself, which I feel like most of the ones that we've talked about so far haven't done that. Um, I don't always love it when trailers do that. I do kind of feel like... I mean, I get it for this one because I the movie is so weird. I feel and like the trailer it's necessary. seems so satirical. Yeah. Right? And it's like teen spoof movies sort of died off because yes. they were like spoofing for spoofing. Yeah. This one is spoofing with a point. That's, um, yeah, the director, uh, Emma Seligman, says that at one point, or at one interview that I found about how she wanted to bring back the, the teen movie vibe. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like the reviews are kind of necessary for this one, just to be like, it just feels like uh, one of those conversations that you're having with someone where you're trying to explain, like, something that's really good, but also really weird, and you're like, dude, I swear this is good. Like, look at... Th- there are all these people who are agreeing with me. I swear this is a good movie. Yeah. It's a wild premise, but it is very fun. Uh, also, the description for the trailer on MGM's YouTube is, want to get punched in the face by hot girls? Well, get in line. Okay. Yeah. Where's the line? <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to know I exist. Wow. <laughs> You're not like the other boys. I, I wanted to. I try to say that like uh, Droopy the dog. Mm-hmm. You familiar with Droopy the dog, Bryce? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. I got a, a little stuffed animal of him at Golden Corral in Bedford. That's so a good. Claw machine. Have you ever heard him talk? Because he's it's very much. It's just like, oh boy. Is that the one that's going up, sir? It might be. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> anyway, the cast includes Droopy the dog. <laughs> um, the yeah, this I guess we're getting into spoiler territory now, ish. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, this one. If you haven't seen the movie, why are you listening to this podcast? Go watch the movie. <laughs> it's just such a good. It is a very good movie. good movie. Or if yeah. you don't want to, you just want to watch the podcast first. I mean, that's fine. It. If you don't want to watch the movie, you just that's, watch the podcast. That's first. fine. I this guess. movie, I will say, movie not for everyone. It's no. not for everyone. No, this is either definitely really for you, or you're like, why? Yeah, if you don't want a, 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 a big, big rated R movie with with violence and sex, mm-hmm. go watch Chupa. Go watch Chupa. <laughs> Honestly, for the takedown at the end alone, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the cast. So it's Rachel Sinat as PJ, Io Edebiri as Josie. Uh, she was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, mm-hmm. which came out the day that we are recording this. Uh, Ruby Cruz as Hazel, uh, Havana Rose Lou as Isabel, Kaya Gerber as Brittany, Nicholas Galitzine as Jeff, Miles Fowler as Tim, Zamani Wilder as Annie, Summer Joy Campbell as Sylvie, Virginia Tucker as Stella Rebecca, Wayne Perret, there was an accent over an E, so I'm not quite sure how to which pronounce e? that. Uh, the second E? The, I, I think so. Oh, no. no. the first one. Okay, so it's... Pere. No. Wayne. Pear. Pear. Wayne Pear. <laughs> as Principal Myers. Marshawn Lynch as Mr. G. Dagmara Deminzik as Mrs. Callahan. That's Hazel's mom. And Punky Johnson as Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, so, it... The cast feels pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um... I really only knew three people well. The teacher I did recognize, but Marshawn Lynch. 
Yeah, I didn't know why until you told me. Uh, yeah, so he is a, I believe now, former NFL player. Um, he This is his first feature, um, but he has been in, like, a, I believe he was in, like, a, a side character uh, in Westworld. And then um, he was in an episode of Murderville, which the director watched mm. and then wanted him for this movie oh, because can, of that. I can see why. Also... He was in a different movie we'll talk about later, 80 for Brady. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, people just loved him. They just loved working with him. Um, he's really good at improvising. Um, the credits for this movie, like when they introduce everyone's names, um, then they also include like a little mini blooper reel. And his uh, was just like all these various takes on like one specific scene mm-hmm. of him just like just improvising everything and a bunch of interviews that i saw that was like who's the funniest cast member on set like those kind of softball questions yeah. and everyone was just like marshawn lynch <laughs> <laughs> uh he also taught all of them how to throw a football that's nice i think it's very sweet well, that's very nice yeah <laughs> um this is uh rachel sanat uh i recognized her she uh, I believe was in the idol, um, but oh. she's also the lead in Shiva Baby. Yeah. Um, uh, Emma Seligman, Rachel Senna, and Io Itabiri all went to NYU together. I knew, yeah. So uh, they've all, like in pairs, they've all collaborated on things, and this is the first time that the the trio of them have worked mm-hmm. together, and they've all wanted to for a couple of years. It seems like, um, and this is a good combo. So yeah, I, obviously Io Edebiri, she's blowing up right now. Yeah, uh, she's in Mutant Mayhem, like we talked about. Uh, she's in The Bear. She's in Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. She does stand up. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, she said uh, that Rachel was the one that convinced her to start doing stand up hmm. uh, because she was doing it, or like she was. They met through improv, I think, and then. Again, I looked up a lot about this movie. (laughs) um, She was doing improv and she was like, I don't want to do stand-up because I'd be doing that by myself. And then Rachel was like, you wouldn't be doing it by yourself. We're going to shows together. Mm -hmm. So they're very supportive of each other. You can clearly see that through this movie. Uh, Did you know who Kaya Gerber was? Mm, I forget. Kaya Gerber. Um, uh, With the name Gerber, Mm. I hardly know her. I mean, I only know her because of the name and then what you told me after we watched the movie. Yeah, she's uh, she's a Nepo baby and she's dating Austin Butler. Um, I didn't... I just knew her as, like, a model with a famous mom who was also a model. A um, baby model. Yeah. Um, she... This movie, like, made me kind of like her or be like, she was oh, good. She was good. <laughs> this celebrity has a personality. Mm-hmm. That's fun. <laughs> uh yeah and then punky punky johnson i knew because mm-hmm. she's on snl yeah um i thought it was funny that she's in one scene of this movie she's the and then gets like is. a and punky johnson credit yeah uh she's i think like her role specifically was the smallest in this movie always um i think mrs callahan at least from like the credit scenes that they were showing she seemed to have a larger role that yeah. i think eventually got cut uh because 
it seemed like the editing process for this movie was like really honing in on like what is the actual tone and what are we actually trying to say instead of just like making weird jokes Mm -hmm. um so i think she had a larger role with the jeff storyline um that got cut but that's just the little that i've pieced together anyway now is actual spoiler territory i'd say movie talk time it's funny it's that's the spoiler (laughs) it's one of the funniest movies i've seen yeah Um, especially like this year so far oh yeah i'm trying to think what what i don't have we watched a comedy i mean we've watched things we haven't talked about barbie was funny barbie Barbie was was a very funny movie um Somebody I used to know definitely marketed itself as it a comedy. It tried to be funny. Yeah. Let me let me find my <laughs> list of movies. Um, like we mentioned, this is a spoof of teen movies. Um trying to think like walking out of it, I definitely thought of Heather's. Um, we watched it together for the first time and then the second time that i saw it i watched it with my girlfriend and she was like this definitely made me think of uh but i'm a cheerleader so it's definitely in that vibe of like over the top campy movie um we have a ghost was a comedy we, we watched. have a ghost super a mario brothers i would i would consider that a comedy mm-hmm. gardens of the galaxy th- volume three yeah maybe maybe mm-hmm. uh renfield oh yeah Cocaine Bear, I guess, was comedic. So maybe we, oh, yeah. we've watched comedies and I just didn't think about it. Because this one, if I'm being honest, kind of blew them out of the water. Cocaine Bear, I'd say, would be the closest. Partially because the producer, like, connection. But then, um, it's just like, that's the other one that's the most over the top of the ones that we've talked about. But this is like, that one was over the top and like, this is a goofy situation. Yeah. Uh hijinks ensue this one is like a definite actual laugh out loud funny yeah um the cast all play well off each other really well um i definitely know marshawn lynch's uh lines were mostly improvised i don't know how much of the rest of the cast was but like it seems like some of it yeah like one of the bloopers that they showed was like when they were getting dressed ready to go yeah and those were lines that didn't make it in yeah and then uh like uh pj's character is like wearing suspenders when she's first yeah. introduced or whatever and then that was one of kaya gerber's things was like her being like you look super religious yeah. you look <laughs> like a little dutch boy like <laughs> those kind of takes over and over again yeah. um so yeah that was it's a it's a solid cast mm-hmm. um I guess we should the actual plot of the movie um sprinkle that in is like I mean I'll be honest the trailer kind of really accurately tells it in a way that I don't love that the trailer did because I loved not knowing what to expect like having the synopsis being like they create a fight club Mm -hmm. and then you're watching it and it's two best friend characters you're like oh is this like a spoof of teen movies but also a spoof of fight club right like are they both real what's going on like i was legitimately like maybe one of them isn't real <laughs> josie's a figment of pj's imagination I, for a second i was like because the, the, like there were times where i'm like it could be yeah it could be <laughs> um it's not spoiler it's not. josie's real um so i i agree that the trailer sets it up the or like sets up the plot pretty well um it does make it seem like it is 
the high school's home football team that is the antagonist and it is actually like a different high school that are the like yes they're both into i mean they're, like they're the, both the big okay the Plot. the high school's antagonist is the other football team correct the actual fight club's antagonists are tim and jeff yeah um so the overall thing is like um it makes fun of the the classic like we're in a sticky situation and now we have to lie to get our way out where like isabel and jeff were fighting um because jeff was flirting with someone's mom um and then they're all in the car together that's the shot that they show in the trailer uh josie like almost almost hits him and he like freaks out he shows up to school the next day on crutches and everyone is like i can't believe you beat up jeff i can't like did he fight back like how did you do it and then hazel their friend is also like uh does not understand sarcasm so when they're first hanging out then hazel is like what did you guys do this summer because uh, Josie has her arm in a, in a cast. And, uh, like, they're just saying that Josie fell or something. Uh, but then, some, like, through sarc- PJ's sarcasm, then she's like, yeah, we were at Juvie this summer. And Hazel's like, you guys were at Juvie this and summer? And really believed it. And then it's the rumor, like, spreads. So everyone is like, these two Juvie convicts. <laughs> beat up beat, our star football player. Beat up our favorite boy, Jeff. <laughs> and <laughs> now they're like in the principal's office um that's why he's like i'm gonna commit you for crimes against jeff <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh they're like no we were just it was just a, a self-defense thing um and then the fight club thing is formed where they're like this will help us get attention from girls because isabel paid attention to josie when she was defending her from jeff um and then that's how the rest of the movie goes the other like like tension or like the time crunch aspect of it is the school's rival football team uh they like play each other every 20 years or something like that and the the big game is coming up at the end of the month (laughs) and uh they're like (laughs) the the pa system this is another one of those like the the making over the top making fun of the teen movie thing where a girl gets over the pa system and she's like one of the richmond i forget the name richmond whatever she's like one of the rival players found me in a parking lot and punched me in the face (laughs) they're like oh my god we have to defend ourselves for the big game so that's like the the like training montage is that's what they're training for is to defend themselves against the other school um eventually they like there's different i guess there's different specific scenes we could maybe get into uh but like isabel and jeff break up they get back together at one point once everyone finds out that like the fight club was formed for them to like meet girls and everyone is like i can't believe well tim is like i can't believe you would do this to meet girls and to not to truly uplift women and it's all it's all very goofy, um, but the, the big fight scene at the end is them fighting the other football team and yeah. s- rescuing Jeff. And it's a violent fight scene. Yeah, it's really good. They <laughs> they, they kill people like they kill the football players. Yeah, and then afterwards it's like, I think that one's dead. And then they're like, I think I think a lot of them are dead. I think we killed like. Let's a l- process this later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the writing 
very good. Is great. Yeah. I love that the the writing for all of the people who basically are like Jeff supporters are the football supporters, right? Mm -hmm. It feels like AI <laughs> that read a bunch of teen movies. Yeah. And then try to produce its own. It is because that it really is like crimes against Jeff. Like that is like it's that meme of like I made a botch wa or bot watch like ten thousand hours mm -hmm. of blah 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 and this is the commercial that it made. Yeah. It's, it's that That's how it like their their writing is and then like the girls in the fight club yeah are written like normal people like yeah. they talk normally yeah like... they're all like uh or like the main characters at least are like they're definitely flawed people and mm -hmm. they show that through the movie um pga especially makes a couple like uh, uh social boo-boos um mm -hmm. and like just kind of sucks a little bit with uh especially with hazel yeah. and how pj treats hazel um but yeah it's all like it's it's a it's a happy ending or like everyone is redeemed at the end basically but it doesn't feel like cheesy in the way that the movies they're originally spoofing off of feel cheesy this is like and it's because they killed a bunch of people <laughs> yeah they're trauma bonded now yeah. baby <laughs> uh part of the comedy there's so many details in the set design uh there like so many that um i missed the first time watching it and then seeing it the second time then mm -hmm. they were all pointed out to me um but like that was also some of the jokes that they were talking that uh yeah some of the interviews were talking about like that got cut uh were like they became background pieces instead so like they're still technically in the film yeah um but so like there's a scene where PJ Josie and Hazel are talking on the bleachers like about to form the fight club and Josie has a math book and the text the front of the cover says math for women <laughs> um the PA announcement saying at like them walking through the hallways it says uh there's gonna be no reading this year because yeah. they're out of books or something <laughs> like that um the mascot costume <clears throat> their mascot is the Vikings yeah, but it's like a right it's a dog in like a viking helmet with just the biggest dick <laughs> and it's always in the background so like they're they also just like there's posters everywhere of jeff and it just says get horny mm -hmm. and like the hip thrusting thing is a big part of like their their, their, whole, their dance like their, yeah like during the pep rally and then before like the big game starts they're like on the court or on the field and they're just like hip yeah. thrusting back and forth like like in unison <laughs> we went to iu and iu's thing is going like IU, iu with your arms this is their yeah iu it's <laughs> just hip, thrust. hip thrusting um so there's always like the dog with the boner in the background <laughs> just constantly doing it yeah. um the mr g's chalkboard has so many little details of like uh he starts out just like fully checked out of everything and then he becomes like the club sponsor and then they're like uh teaching him about feminism kind of <laughs> so like there's that thing on in the, that shows up in the trailer of he changes his lesson to like what is feminism who started it and then it's a multiple choice thing where it says like gloria steinem a man someone else <laughs> like <laughs> there's so many details like that oh a, the, i didn't notice this the first time i watched it the fairground that they're at in the mm. very beginning there's a banner at it that says football is all we need it's also all we have 
and they really do act like it yeah, yeah. that's yeah uh there's also a mural of jeff what's the the uh Sistine Chapel, like the um. Well, it's it's the God and Adam. God and Adam, the, but whatever that one's called. Like t- the but touch of life or something like creation that. Creation of man. Cre- yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, but it's Jeff. <laughs> yeah, and when you see it, uh, in front of the the mural is all of the football team at this long table, like the Last Supper. Yeah. Like they're in that form. It's um when Isabel is about to confront him for cheating on her yeah. uh and it's also great because it's just it's just in the background they don't acknowledge it or anything um and it cuts back and forth between isabel like stampeding towards jeff and jeff going oh she's walking a lot faster than normal <laughs> like, <laughs> it is the creation of adam Thank my you. bad um yeah it's it's great yeah um one thing i mean a bunch of things that i liked but <laughs> In a previous episode, what was it? Uh, um, the one about Knock at the Cabin? Sure. <clears throat> I said that movie... Was it that one? The movie edged? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it had no payoffs. This finishes... This movie finishes you off hard. Multiple times. Many times. <laughs> <laughs> I want like. This- <laughs> that to be like the the review that they put into the trailer <laughs> you got finished by bottoms dude yeah <laughs> a lot and i loved it yeah uh would recommend because there's so much like that happens that it's just like oh that's silly that's weird and then it just comes off like randomly like jeff jeff is allergic to pineapple yeah so and so like there's a scene where like he's in line getting lunch at the cafeteria Mm -hmm. and they put a fruit cocktail on his on his tray and then tim his best friend uh sidekick uh knocks it off (laughs) and then yells at the cafeteria lady and he's like pineapple what is this bullshit you know he's allergic and then it pans over to a sign that says no pineapple it it says pineapple is worse than drugs yeah (laughs) and then then it pans back and then tim is like we've been over this it's both of them uh that was one of the actor that played jeff that was like one of his blooper things at the end is just the multiple takes of them yelling at this uh lunch woman being like eat eat a dick janice (laughs) like (laughs) Uh, so, like, that was just, like, a silly thing of, like, okay, this football player is just a delicate little boy, right? But then, at the end, uh, because it's revealed that every time this big game happens, the other team kill someone someone on, like, the home, on our team, right? And so, the way that they're going to do it this year is they put a bunch of pineapple juice in the sprinkler system. So they have to rush Jeff off of the field. So it's Josie, like, carrying Jeff over her shoulders. And it cuts back and forth between, like, her slow motion running with him. And then just all of the punches landing so hard. And it's really good. So, like, that's, like, a silly payoff. My favorite one that, like, I noticed in my one viewing Mm -hmm. uh, is that when you're first in the classroom of Mr. G's classroom, (laughs) uh, it's, you know, the all of the girls are in the front. And then in the back in a row again are the football players. But in the very back corner, it's never focused. Like, you never get a shot of it. You just see it out of focus is a football player in a cage. A big, giant cage. And he's just kind of standing there. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like... Vibrating. And, it, and it's just like a, like, 
oh, this okay, this is really weird. And at this point, like, we're already getting a vibe that the movie is goofy because we've already seen Jeff uh, fall to the ground after, like, slightly getting touched by the car. Yeah. And then... Showing up on crutches. All of the other football players, like, hold him on the ground and Tim yells into the air of, like, why, cruel world? Yeah. (laughs) So we know it's a goofy movie. But then you see the cage and it's just like... Sure. What? Okay. So, okay. And then, in the trailer, Mm -hmm. we talk about how Hazel fights a football player mm-hmm. right hazel agrees to fight someone uh for the pep rally and then they're like she's gonna she thinks she's fighting pj yeah but she's not this is when there's like a rift in the friendship yeah. and tim tricks hazel into fighting one of the football players and they reveal the football player by removing a tarp off of a box and it's the cage Full of the buffest football player you have ever seen. Named Tucker. Named Tucker. And he's just like, yeah, all right, here we go. Right? And they open the cage. They release Tucker. Yeah, and he's just like, it's just like, what a wild setup. That yeah. like probably a lot of people maybe didn't even notice. Because a lot of people just like are really focusing on what's happening yeah. in the discussion. But then like they just pay it off in this wild way. And they finish you good. Yeah. My other one that I liked is... Uh, when they throw the fruit cup like tim just chucks it over his shoulder uh it lands on this goth kid who's writing in his oh journal. yeah oh my god <laughs> and he goes i wasn't gonna do it but that's the last straw and he turns a new page in his notebook and he writes how to blow up school or like plan to blow up school <laughs> yeah. and like, then it's, it's such a silly thing where yeah. it's like that alone would be like hilarious yeah and hilarious then, and then um hazel because she doesn't understand sarcasm she um like she she strap she makes a bomb and she blows up jeff's car and then later on they're like hazel we need a distraction and she's like oh now you want a bomb and they uh she plants another one on the tree to try and like get people to stop the game happening Mm -hmm. um and the bomb doesn't go off the whole fight scene happens everyone is like celebrating at the end because they realize the fight club saved jeff and then the tree blows up and it goes to the credits and then it cuts back again real quick back to the goth kid who's saying that's my thing <laughs> and he's so <laughs> mad that someone else blew something up <laughs> it's it's a good. it's a movie that finishes. Yeah. The you guys talking about it makes me want to watch it. But the description that you gave turned me off. This to is, it. this is, uh, like there are rowdy showings of things of like like cats. I know that was a, mm-hmm. when that horrible movie came out. Then people were like, you have rowdy showings to make fun of it. This would be great, uh, to watch, either in a in a rowdy theater or just like in an entire room full of people you know are going to be very chill with this humor because it's just it's we both times that i watched it (laughs) it was me and the person i was with Mm -hmm. were the only people in the theater and this would be a great movie to watch with a bunch of people it's it's it's, a great movie yeah you you have to watch it i also didn't like fight club okay so that that's that that was what was in my head yeah yeah that's fair it's like it's not fight club it's they create a fight club Gotcha. And then they even like poke fun at it because one of the people who joins the club is like, I love David Fincher. Yeah. <laughs> they that was another detail that I noticed <coughs> is when um when Josie and PJ uh like lose all their fight club friends and then it shows like Hazel recovering from the fight from Tucker and all of them mm-hmm. except for Josie and PJ in her house. There's a little sign that says David Fincher Club. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> they changed it. Uh <laughs> 
all of the characters are great. Like all of the characters that they give lines to. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the characters don't even get dialogue. Yeah. They get like throwaway information. Mm-hmm. The character in the trailer who says, "I'll finally be able to kill my dad." Yes, that's uh, Sylvie Summerjoy Campbell. She is hilarious. Yeah. She's just like way over the top. She just screams. Like, there's a point where she's just like, yeah, yeah, all right. And it's just like the smallest thing ever. The trailer briefly shows it where she's yelling, yes, Queen Slay. But the the way she yells it. She is screaming. She's just like. It's like neck bulging screaming. Yes, Queen Slay. And it it stays on her for so long while the rest of them are just silent around her. And they're just like, okay, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's really good. There was something else I wanted to say about the cast, and I forget. Oh, just um, Hazel's my favorite. Oh, Hazel is the best. Yeah. Uh, Hazel is the best character. She's the coolest, and and Hazel is it leads. Unfortunately, does lead to my one problem with the movie, is that the whole point that the whole reason they created the Fight Club was to get the hot girls noticing them, and Hazel was right there, Bryce. Hazel is the hottest. This is the hottest girl yeah. that you will ever see. I knew, at least for our specific type, which does have a Venn diagram <laughs> middle that's very large. But like, I knew this but was. But also, come all up. of the girls in the Fight Club are hot. But they're like, all, <laughs> yeah, they're all great. But um, Hazel's intro of just like sliding up and he's like, "Hey guys," I was like, "Ah." Yeah, <laughs> Hazel. Hazel is wearing this is like sick ass sweater vest. Just immediate, like, <laughs> like wolf cut haircut and i know that sounds silly because like the way i was like she's the hottest girl you've ever seen she's to, wearing a sick ass sweater us this is perfect <laughs> but she she slides up she slides up at the carnival with like cotton candy she's like oh hey guys what's you up you don't need to look up a picture i will show you on the big screen um this is this is not how she's it's yeah she's also on the willow show which r.i.p um yeah it didn't get where 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 anyway you might just need to google uh hazel bottoms yes um safe search on (laughs) uh yeah just you're telling me that they don't consider her hot there's a line where they're like all these people are sixes at best it's like she's right there she's not a six she's not a six i knew this would come up uh when (laughs) when my girlfriend and i watched it she was also like Hazel came on screen and out loud she went oh my god <laughs> and I was like I knew that we would all three of us mm-hmm. have the same type <laughs> we like lesbians yeah. it works for two thirds of us <laughs> but I won't tell you which ones it's it's the guessing game that they have to play at home Yeah, I go for a more Victorian angle but that's just me <laughs> Yeah. That's fair. I do think though that like the girls who were in the Fight Club were hot. Yeah. And I know that that's like just a Hollywood thing of like Yeah. People like every everyone is going to be hot in Hollywood. Everyone's going to be hot, but I did appreciate that like there's some realistic elements where like people have acne in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's not really a thing that happens that often. Yeah. Um I don't know how old everyone is. They're obviously not teenagers, but it's yeah. not like they're not weird about it's it. It's not Grease. It, no. Which is a great movie. But. Yeah. It's, yeah. Hazel was great. Um, the soundtrack was also great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the original film score was composed by Charlie XCX and Leo Berenberg. Um, and then there are other 
songs in it like complicated by avril lavigne total eclipse of the heart by bonnie tyler party for you by charlie xcx and pain by king princess which i know this episode is going to be long we don't have time to get into king princess but she's a, a big lesbian singer or like big in the lesbian community is also gay yeah but uh a little bit problematic but oh, I, don't know. I don't i don't know king princess she's so. also the heir to the macy's fortune Oh, her. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched her uh, Tiny Desk and I liked it. She's a very good artist. Uh, but she's heir to the Macy's fortune. She's the heir to the Macy's fortune. What are you going to do? Well, we'll see if it, there's still a fortune after it gets ran to the ground. Not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. The Total Eclipse of the Heart song in this movie is so beautiful. It's great. Jeff is in his room listening to the song on headphones and he's just like fully dancing to it like fully getting into it it's, it's like star football player who's supposed to be like big macho jock guy and he's just like but it's not in like a troy bolton way it's kind of in like the jimmy pesto jr from bob's burgers <laughs> way yeah <laughs> yeah no that's yeah yeah that's the great that's his vibe <laughs> uh and then while that's happening is when they're egging the house and hazel is putting a bomb yeah on his car so he doesn't notice the entire time yeah <laughs> it's great uh i don't know if there's anything else specifically in the movie that we want to talk about it's just good i don't know it's very detailed it's a great movie i mean it, it like it hits the tropes of like they they create this thing mm-hmm. for one reason and then it their reasons change as they make it yeah but then people find out why they made it so they break up and then they're like it started out that way, but like, I I changed like it, my it's, feelings for you were real. It's, it's different, yeah. And then people are like, nah, you're still kind of a, a jerk. Mm-hmm. And then you know they kill a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and then they make up like the classic tropes. Um, the Punky Johnson scene mm-hmm. was so Punky Johnson. I guess it was sort of established that. Her character was a babysitter. PJ and Josie have been, like, childhood best friends. Um, and then Rhodes was their mutual babysitter, and it seemed like she babysat for both of them at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, and then PJ started calling her Gay Yoda because yeah. um, she was, like, the first queer person that they knew, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so the scene is Josie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Josie and PJ are kind of you know they're kind of fighting because uh the club broke up pj was mean to hazel yeah yeah um and so josie uh goes to Rhodes. Rhodes, and like tries to get advice um and then that's when punky johnson is basically like the football team's gonna kill someone yeah and then josie's like oh no we have to get the club back together Mm -hmm. and that's basically the scene it's very short and I may, may, you know, I'm not probably Punky Johnson's target audience. I really do only know Punky Johnson from SNL and mm-hmm. stand up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, is Punky Johnson big enough to have and Punky Johnson? I didn't know who she was until I looked up IND, her oh, on okay. INDV after watching this movie. Okay. Um, so again, probably not the target audience. I feel like you watch more SNL than I do. Yeah. Um, I really don't know a whole lot about her. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't think she was that big because, like, she was still in the featuring the past two years for SNL. Yeah. She wasn't, like, a full cast member. Um, yeah, I did look at her, like, she doesn't have any, like, huge credits. Okay. Um, maybe there's some sort of personal connection. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, I don't... And I'm not, I'm not SNL tr- shot in New York. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they met each other there. Really not trying to, like, put down any of Punky Johnson's work yeah. or efforts. It's just, like, typically when you get the and somebody, like, that's like a... A big cameo. I expected that, like, that type of role to, like, to go to a gay Yoda, basically. Yeah. I expected that to be, like, a person maybe from, like, a 90s movie mm. who was, like, a big for the queer community. Um and then making a cameo appearance so, like i don't know like natasha leone or something yeah like that. i could have seen that yeah um i like i liked uh punky johnson in this mm-hmm. like it in that brief scene it's a good scene mm-hmm. and she's very funny in yeah. it um but yeah i agree it was like this is definitely shot like someone that i should know yeah and i don't i just watched the movie spy mm-hmm. uh which is What's her face? Oh my god! Why can't I think of her name? Because I'm trying to think of it, and that's why I can't think of it. Uh, it's it's Melissa McCarthy. Oh yeah. Um, and a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. But Jude Law is in that movie, mm-hmm. and in the credits, he is the and Jude Law. But a bunch of other people are in it too. Yeah. Uh, Allison Janney is in it. Rose uh. Byrne. Um. Uh. The tall British lady that you like who appears on uh, Would I Lie to You? Well, now I gotta look up the entire cast. I mean, yeah, the, the cast, and also Jason Statham, uh, and a bunch. Uh, Miranda Hart is who I was thinking of. <clears throat> oh, yeah. But then, uh, keep going down, keep going, because there's. Uh, who am Sam I Richardson. Who am I? Oh, Bob, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, marina baccarin like a bunch of people are in this like big names yeah and jude law is probably the biggest yeah but like he's he's the and so that's why i was just like is there something that i just don't know that she has done i don't know if you know out there if you are punky johnson let us let us know yeah uh come on to our podcast yeah that'd be fun i'm sorry if i offended you i really didn't mean to i'm sorry punky (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) Um, another scene that I want to talk about before we get to production facts yeah. is in the, um, like, things are really escalating at the climax of the movie. They, um, are trying to, like, they know the rival football team is going to try and kill a player. They haven't found the pineapple juice yet. Um, or, like, they're trying to figure out where specifically it is. Um, then they're like, we need a distraction so we can stall the game. So they're like they're yelling at the cheerleaders who are still mad at them, like Isabel and Brittany. Um, they're like, make out with each other. Like we need you. Like we need a distraction. So then um, they won't do it. So PJ and Hazel kiss instead, and everyone looks at them. And I do like that. Of like, this is not a subtle movie. So it's like <coughs> subtle message for a weird scene of like the the I uh, voyeurism or like the. Um, look it's like two girls kissing hot mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of mentality no. that happens with uh lesbians so that was fun to see them like just to see that played out in like a huge scale of like two girls kiss and then 
everything stops like they're not even standing in front of everyone they're just on the bleachers and everyone stops and looks at them (laughs) yep production facts production facts cool so this was uh it premiered at south by southwest in march of 2023 and then it had a limited theatrical run by mgm in august or august 25th uh, and then that limited run was expanded to more theaters september 1st so i feel like we saw it after the extended run yeah we did definitely. yeah um it's an hour and 31 minutes runtime with a big old r rating mm-hmm. um it's got 92 percent on rotten tomatoes with an 89 percent audience score sure. 77 out of 100 on metacritic okay. and uh 93 from audiences on post track with women under 25 specifically giving it a 98 percent rating okay um so i feel like this is really a, if it's for you it's for you if it's not that's going to be pretty obvious sure. google reviews that i just like skimmed through are basically either five stars or one <laughs> <laughs> this um, is a great movie great movie i hate women in this woke agenda yeah <laughs> yeah glad that soundbite is out there <laughs> <laughs> clip it yeah um there is a a deadline review that um i saw like one line from from wikipedia and i was like i don't agree with this i'm gonna read the full thing to get the full context and then i disagreed with the full thing more (laughs) uh so deadline says bottoms is fun and important and important because women should be able to just be as raunchy as men but with some slight tweaks this could have been that as well as an epic exploration of the gray areas of of queerness and what it means to stand in the center of that as an adolescent i disagree because one, I think the writing for this movie is already pretty great. great. And two, that's not the point of this movie. Mm-mm. This isn't supposed to be like, this is a bad example or bad comparison, but Love, Simon is the first one that I think <laughs> about of like someone coming to terms with their sexuality and coming out. The opening scene is PJ and Josie talking about how yeah. they want to lose their virginity. To them, losing their virginity is having sex with women because mm-hmm. they're lesbians. And that's like, they're fully identified with that and like that's not the point of the movie is them coming to terms with their sexuality so i disagree with that not every queer movie has to be about it doesn't have to be about coming out you can just like be gay and this movie is like totally fine with that doesn't have to explore the queer experience yeah it's not like rom-coms don't explore the straight experience yeah so like um, it's the representation of just being there the only time that uh like a sexual identity comes up in this movie as like someone acknowledging it is like uh so Josie and Isabel do end up together Isabel doesn't like identify as bi like out loud or anything like that she's just no longer with her boyfriend and now she's with Josie PJ has a crush on Brittany uh she kisses Brittany and Brittany's like I'm straight and then at the end uh when PJ and Hazel kiss then one of the other girls is like she looks at them and she's like oh my god I'm gay and then Brittany is like, well, okay, well, I'm not. I'm just like gay porn. Like, <laughs> and that's fine. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's like the only time that anyone specifically mentions like having an identity besides I've uh, like Rhodes also talks about it mm-hmm. kind of and how different her experience was growing up than theirs. Which like, is interesting because this movie doesn't ever tell you what time 
it's, it's just vaguely 90s early 2000s yeah. but also they did use another thing i noticed the second time watching it was they did use like a real photo of io itabiri and uh mm, yeah Rachel. i, know, I like, noticed that yeah. they're holding up iphones taking a selfie in the mirror yeah um and then that photo is framed so like otherwise everyone has flip phones uh well they only show one flip phone they show tens. one yeah um jeff is like listening to a walkman mm-hmm. um they're in like a diner the diner is called but i'm a diner oh yeah um because and, it's but yeah yeah and yeah. then the uh the menu there has cream pies listed in the corner um rice detailed movie can i interest you (laughs) yes you don't even have to finish the sentence yes oh i will finish (laughs) a cream pie (laughs) can't wait for my mom to listen to this one yep uh anyway another reason i disagreed with this interview or like or didn't care about it mm-hmm. is because it confuses Josie and Hazel's characters. It's a lazy reporter. It says that um Hazel and PJ are the ones that like hit Jeff with a car and they start a fight club together. It's like, oh, so you just like fully didn't pay attention yeah. to the movie. Um I for a second cuz like the first part of the 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 review is Bottoms is fun and important because women should be able to just uh, be as raunchy as men. I, I th- disagree. I thought you were like, I disagree. <laughs> women need to stay in their lane and yep. that's the kitchen. <laughs> they, <laughs> they need to cover their shoulders and their ankles at the same time. Clip it. <laughs> I mean, I did say I was into Victorian. So <laughs> that's wow, good you, you meant the era. Yeah. <laughs> the era. Oh, you no, meant- no, no. You meant the era of when women didn't know what to do with themselves, and so men were like, "Well, what if, what if you know we like strap you in this chair and vibrate you a bunch?" <laughs> I don't know if there has been any specific era where women didn't know what to do with themselves. Let's shake the crazy. No, but what, out of no the what am I trying? The the oh gosh. The uh, uh, hysteria. Hysteria. Yeah. That was big in the Victorian era. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think. Of. Yeah. I. A part of me thinks like women played the long game there because the solution was that <laughs> was aggressive masturbation. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like they caught on. I don't think it was a thing. Like I guess this is a cure. No, no, no. This one time, women yes ended the oppression. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Listen, we, let's just like push the women's rights movement a little bit because yeah. if we do we're gonna have something great i'm having a great weekend at this house right now i don't know guys <laughs> anyway director rachel slickman said in a hollywood reporter interview like i found a similar quote related to that deadline review uh she said there's just been such a void for both queer themed teen stories that are actually horny and reflective of of the flawed teenagers that i grew up with i really just wanted to see superficial horny messy teen girls who happen to be queer Mm -hmm. that's like the whole point of the movie Mm -hmm. and it does it perfectly yeah um but the general vibe of reviews that i found is the satire of it is great but the story could have gone a little bit deeper there are several reviews where they like the creators of the film specifically say that wasn't the point that wasn't our intention every time that they got too deep with it they cut it out and i think it's much more effective that way of just like it's so it's so uh, this is the The this movie is the epitome of show don't tell Mm -hmm. like you don't need the exposition dialogue of like yeah i'm sorry like i'm glad that we're friends like you just you just see it play out Mm -hmm. and also because like the movies that this is spoofing 
they didn't have more no like, it's just they weren't in depth in the first place it just I think it's just it like, feels like hazel reviewed this movie of like i don't get the sarcasm well i think it's that like because you know queerness is the woke agenda or like whatever like it's this yeah. this hot subject that like Oh yeah, it's hot, Bryce. I saw you nodding. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm tallying up all the clippable things you said. Uh, <laughs> I think the reviewers felt like it needs it needs to be more. Yeah. Because queerness right now needs to be more than just existing. It yeah. has to have a political statement, which is just Yeah. <sighs> not every and I know I'm saying that as a man, but like Yeah. Ugh. Not every movie needs to be like uh, this is a statement for this group that I represent. Sometimes they can be goofy. Uh, like a dumb, again, love Simon, but like a dumb joke that my friends and I made at the time watching that. We're like, wow, queer people can have mediocre movies too. This mm-hmm. is <laughs> this is representation. And bad ones. Yeah. The happiest season. Yeah. God. We need to find a way to talk about Happiest Season. We'll watch it and then talk about it at the yeah. end of an episode. We'll rant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Was was it a successful movie, though? So, it's a more independent movie, so I'm going to give it a different standard sure. than, like, the D&D movie uh-huh. budget thing. So, its budget was $11.3 million. And so far... Uh, so far, as of October eighth, it has grossed eleven point nine million dollars. Okay, all right, that is. They've made back their budget. That's pretty good for an indie yeah. movie. Um, it's as far as I know, it's only been released in U.S. and Canada. It should, if not already, have a digital release. I don't know how like worldwide available that's going to be. Um, it was directed by Emma Seligman and also co-wrote by her and rachel sinnott mm-hmm. um i really hope i'm pronouncing either of their names correctly maybe even both um they're also Rachel. yeah <laughs> they're also both listed as executive producers um elizabeth banks is also an executive producer she was attached pretty early on with the project Banks is doing some good yeah good stuff uh her husband is also an executive producer on this movie uh they i don't know if they co-founded or if it's just <coughs> elizabeth banks that co-founded uh brownstone i think it's the other mm. production company that works with orion gotcha. on this movie um so they were like the producers for that side of the production um and then like i mentioned earlier bottoms is the follow-up collaboration after their short turned feature shiva baby which is also starring rachel Senat. um they've been writing or had been writing bottoms since 2017 and then after Shiva Baby was accepted to South by Southwest, that opened doors for them, and they were able to pitch Bottoms to Banks, and uh, she obviously was on board. Yeah. So a I good year it, for I Elizabeth think Banks. It would have been hilarious if Elizabeth Banks, in the same year, said yes. Yes to, to Cocaine Bear, but Cocaine Bear, but no to Bottoms. <laughs> what a world! Yeah. <laughs> Instead, she said yes to both. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's I I don't want to assume genders, but there's lots of women slash not men working behind the scenes on this mm-hmm. movie. Um, just like looking at the IMDb and seeing the various names 
but then also the casting director Maribeth Fox uh, said in an interview that Bottoms was one of the most special casting experiences of my career thus far. It was mostly female team, and I think there is something so grace- graceful and beautiful about all being on Zoom together. No one interrupts. No one's thought is more important than the other. No voice is the loudest, and everybody is so creative, creatively respected. What a joy. It's so rare these days that you don't have to go f- for the most famous person to get the movie financed. Our producers, Allison Small and, and Elizabeth Banks, and uh, Banks' partner and husband, Mac max handelman were so supportive through the entire casting process that's such a gift for us when you have a great producing team that just goes okay you guys do your thing creatively and we are here to fully support you what a treat what a great way what a what a just delicate beautiful way mm-hmm. of of saying we didn't have men and so we could actually do things we can speak out we're loud. allowed to talk yeah and they weren't full of themselves mm-hmm. beautiful what a time to be alive uh, the irony yeah. of me saying that. <laughs> 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 yep. You really are the ma- mouthpiece of feminism. Truly. An ally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> um, this movie was filmed in New Orleans from April to May 2022. Hmm. Um, a lot of films that we've covered so far have also been filmed there. I don't Rain really have a... Field? follow up to that yeah renfield and 65 are the first two that i can think of um maybe one other one you mean 65 wasn't filmed 65 million years ago on a prehistoric earth i hate to break it to you Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um and then there were also inspirations from a lot of other movies so the costume designer Eunice Jarrett Lee took inspiration from Grease, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Heather's Jawbreaker, and Bring It On um, I definitely thought of Heather's when watching it um, It they didn't have a fight choreographer what? so so they had a like um, uh, boot camp that's what I'm trying to think of they had a boot camp with their stunt coordinator who would like teach them how to throw punches and okay. like do do the stuff correctly but the actual fight scenes were choreographed by the director and the dp maria rush and they just watched kick-ass a lot and that was what made them I mean, come up sure. with it it worked yeah um yeah sure like i feel like they had to have at least had like an intimacy coordinator i think so like um, even for those scenes yeah <clears throat> Just like, because that is just a standard now, which is good. Like, it yeah. needs to be that. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't have a fight career. That is wild. Yeah. I mean, there's not like huge actual, I mean, like besides the climax, it's basically just one-on-one fights. I feel like that would be, I'm obviously not a fight choreographer. I feel like that would be relatively straightforward to do. No, that's, yeah. My, my thought was the, the fight at the end. Yeah. Like, it's just several one-on-one fights happening at the same time yeah so it makes sense to me that the two people that would be in charge of that would be the director and the dp to figure out how to frame everything um yeah i don't i don't know how to feel about them not having a fight choreographer i think it worked and everyone like seems to have had a really positive experience from the filming so i don't know if it's like them necessarily cutting corners it's also like if we had 11.3 million dollars that would be obviously the largest budget that we would have ever had ever uh, by about 11.3 million dollars yeah um but in terms of movies that's a relatively small budget so maybe it just wasn't in the budget i truly maybe. don't know 
I guess. That was like a line that I found from a interview of like, hmm. by the way, quirky little detail. <laughs> um, also, uh, from another interview, mentioned inspirations from other campy teen movies, including Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and Attack the Block. Yeah, we just talked about that. We talked about that recently. Um, hmm. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim, I can see. Attack the Block. Just like the, the um, Edgar Wright style. Yeah, I guess that director is friends with Edgar Wright, so there are yeah. probably some inspirations on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any other production facts? I don't think so. I would love to keep talking about this movie until I watched it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that's all I got right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I think we should we should go over our ratings for this film. Mm-hmm. We have a four rating system with five options. Zero out of four is oh. Um, I don't think you should make movies anymore. One out of four is that was a movie. Mm-hmm. Two is yeah, it's a good job, man. Mm-hmm. Three is enjoyable and kind of technically good. Mm-hmm. Four is Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. What was your rating? It was a four. Um, I walked out of this movie feeling like, uh, I guess spoilers for our Barbie episode, but I had a generally positive vibe with Barbie. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, that was a good movie. That was all the pieces of it were very good. Yeah. This movie was like what i wish barbie had done I agree. of like um a lot of responses that i've seen online is like people talking about like the feminist message in barbie was really strong and really positive and i'm glad to see that i agree with that i think this movie takes it to another level of like there's a lot more nuance in the stuff that they're trying to say <coughs> even though it is so over the top mm-hmm. and dramatic and i think it does it a lot more effectively than barbie did because the message was much simpler um camp is really hard to do well and this movie does it very well um and i would also this is a movie that i feel like i would love to have a dvd of with bonus features because <laughs> like and a little in a little secret thing where you press it and you get a little game you yeah. play a little play game <laughs> little bottoms everywhere yeah it just i feel like uh it seems like there's a lot of stuff that was cut i would love to see the other deleted scenes mm-hmm. in it uh yeah I also gave it a four because mm-hmm. it's a great movie. Um, s- similarly with the Barbie thing, I, I mean, I, I really think Barbie is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that one will probably get nominated for an Oscar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, At least one. Yeah. This is more what I was expecting Barbie to have been because I really only watched the first trailer for Barbie and we'll talk about this more, obviously, for the Barbie movie. Yeah. But I was expecting Barbie to have a dark twist i don't know why i just kind of like something about uh greta gerwig greta gerwig i was just like yeah there's gonna be something yeah there's gonna be a weird dark twist and it's gonna start out like uh barbie 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 and then it's gonna like turn into this weird dark thing and it never really does that it kind of it it, it says it does it says it does but it's not like a hard thing it just shows reality yeah and that's good Mm -hmm. it should do that this movie does that yeah Especially not having seen the trailer. Just being like, okay, like, this just... Going pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, Barbie, great movie. Mm-hmm. This, great movie, step above. I think this movie is, like, the ideal of um, 2023 Goofy Year for Movies. Yeah. This is, like, one of the highlights of the year. I I can think of, like, one other movie that we have seen this year 
that I'm like, this is my other favorite from this year. Yes. But this is... We're holding on to that. We're not even talking about what movie it is. Yeah. Um, but this, I feel like we'll... St- I don't know what kind of ranking we're going to do at like some point, yeah. but this, I feel like, will definitely stay in my top five mm-hmm. of just like, I feel like four isn't enough to give this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the most fun I've had watching a movie from this year so far. Um, yeah. And, you know, I had a lot of fun with We, ha- we Have a Ghost. Mm-hmm. But this one, just... More fun. More fun. Yeah. 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 Um, we always talk about another thing that we've watched recently, because we watch a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I'm getting over being sick. And so I've watched so many things in the past week. And that includes all three extended edition of lord of the rings Mm -hmm. count them 12 hours baby (laughs) and yeah this good stuff (laughs) quality content hot take i was impressed yeah i i knew they were good yeah i just like it was like something that like i don't know no one really ever showed me as a kid throughout my youth Mm -hmm. i watched them once when i was like six on vhs Mm -hmm. and like the regular cuts and then never really watched them like you know it's the type of thing where like if they're on cable you watch like bits and pieces here or there but i've never like sat down again uh and fantasy in that style like old world fantasy i guess is sci-fi is is your genre high fantasy is not your genre yeah um and I do like high fantasy. It's just not something where I'm like, I want to know everything about this universe. Star Wars, which is fantasy, mm-hmm. is also sci-fi. Yeah. And so I'm like, I have to know everything about this universe. Yeah. Um, but no, the movies were really well made, mm-hmm. which I know, hot take. Um, but I was like, I was impressed that even with the extended edition, that everything felt needed. Yeah. Like it was really like, like okay, yeah, no, this is all context of like, I don't know how you would do this with it being cut. Yeah. So I don't think I ever want to even watch the regular ones at this point because it's just like, Correct. yeah, if I need to go an hour without seeing Frodo and Sam, that's fine. <laughs> that's <laughs> where the story takes Like, me. what is Aragorn doing yeah. right now? The fun thing is, there's more. Yeah. People want the extended, extended editions. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen some scenes that were like, weren't even in the extended editions that were like, okay, I could kind of see that mm-hmm. in there. But there were things that like, I mean, obviously, like, he didn't even include, like, he didn't even film. Like, I know the character, what, Tom Bombadier or whatever? Tom Bombadil Bombadil is in The Hobbit. Bombadil, uh, oh, is in The Hobbit? He's in The Hobbit. Oh, I th- okay. But he, he never even shot scenes with Tom Bombadil. Yeah. But there is an extended version of The Hobbit out there somewhere. I know that he has shot more. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Lord of the Rings, good, good stuff. I agree. I'm, I'm deep in that lore. Yeah. Also... <laughs> another uh lgbtq friendly film that's true dude the uh, whole time i was just like you guys need to kiss frodo and sam and then at the end sam is like oh josie i need to marry that girl and i'm like do you have you do you sam there's a fun (laughs) sam said this bar is full of sixes and we screamed (laughs) frodo's right there there is an interview with sean astin 
Uh, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, where he was, <laughs> I he said that you were you were asking like questioning. That's his name, but it sounded like you were confirming. Yeah, Sean that's, his name. that's his name. <laughs> that's his name. In yeah. case you don't know, I love Sean uh, Aston. Yeah, such a good guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But he did an interview where he mentioned people uh, being said that Frodo and Sam didn't kiss, and his response was just, "How do you know they didn't?" Yeah, <laughs> it's a long trek to Mordor. I like to read the fan fiction. I yeah. I think they might have. Yeah. Yeah. Also, thirteen months to get back to the Shire. Yeah, there's a whole yeah. there's a whole Hobbit battle that happens in the Shire that isn't in the movies, but is in the books. Mm. Um, and it's I think it's between the Hobbits and the Hobbits. Between the Hobbits and like the remnants of uh, Sauron's army. Oh, weird. Um, and then like Merry and Pippin are generals in it because they drink the the like tree juice yeah. from Treebeard. Yeah. Um, so then they become generals because they're the tallest because that like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. juice made them grow so they're like <laughs> instead of being like three feet tall they're like four and a half maybe five so the rest of the hobbits are like these guys are giant that's one of my favorite <coughs> dumb hobbit lore things is like that's how small good. they actually are and then there's like another random person that was mentioned he was like he was so tall he could ride yeah. a pony by himself <laughs> uh <laughs> so good it's great oh and also uh Vigo Morrison and uh, Pippin. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, yeah. During the uh, wedding scene of Sam and Rosie, mm-hmm. the two actors were just kind of like giggly <laughs> about it. <laughs> so him. to ease the tension, Pippin and Aragorn kiss behind the camera. Yeah, I've seen that clip several times where he's like, I saw stars. <laughs> that yeah. man swept me off my feet. <laughs> I so like I was I was really surprised um at how undated the film feels mm-hmm. um like the, like not talking about like the CGI cuz some of that does it can get goofy. It gets a little yeah. spy kidsy. If the I'm Hobbit being honest. very goofy yeah. does not age yeah. as well. It also gets worse if you watch it on like a high definition TV. Oh, yeah. I was watching on just a little computer monitor. Th- that's the way to watch it. Yeah. Um no, but I like it none of the dialogue or like acting was just like oh this is the early 2000s yeah uh it was just like aragorn is the sexiest dude i've ever seen that's yeah like his personality is just like oh you're you're kind of a modern dude aragorn <laughs> like <laughs> the best male role model in film hands down yeah he's pretty he's a, he's a He's up there. I, he's definitely up there. Yeah. I would have to think I, about it. I, yeah, I have to think about it before agreeing, but I'd say he's up there. In he's... terms of like a, a like a moral model of like very as far away from like toxic masculinity as you can get, I think for sure. Yeah, he's just like a chill dude who like he really seems like he could be the guy to pull out the acoustic guitar and play Wonderwall, but instead he's like, how's your thesis going? <laughs> he, he just, like, genuinely cares about people. Yeah. I was totally expecting, because he's like, because, again, I don't really remember these stories and, like, the, the depth of it. Um, I was really expecting him to be, like, the guy who meets these little hobbits and is just like, oh, stupid hobbits. You stupid hobbits. But instead he's like, Hobbits are the mightiest of people. Mm-hmm. The respect he gives <laughs> yeah, to everyone around yeah. him. Ooh, so good. So yeah. good. 
Yeah, they're good, mm-hmm. good stuff. They are good movies. I also watched the Cody Banks movie. <laughs> Another male Agent girl Cody Banks. <laughs> uh, have you watched anything? Um, I watched a couple things. Um, I watched uh, Death Becomes Her. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. Um, uh, Bruce Willis and Meryl Streep mm-hmm. and Goldie Hawn? Question mark. I believe it's Goldie mm-hmm. Hawn. Um, it's another um like spoof tropey movie 1992 um yeah goldie hahn um and it's about like women aging uh and like the the stigma that comes around that yeah. that but it's like there's a couple scenes where the movie does age itself um specifically goldie hahn in a fat suit um but like Bruce Willis was with Goldie Hawn and then she introduces him to her friend and he falls for her friend Meryl Streep instead and they get married and then um, they run into each other like 15 years later because the movie takes place over like 50 years or something like that. They run into each other and Goldie Hawn looks amazing and Meryl Streep is like, how dare she? She's supposed to be old like I am. And then you find out that there is like this uh witch basically who has the potion to eternal life and will make you immortal but you have to take care of your body and they just like (coughs) it's just meryl streep and goldie hawn like beating each other to (laughs) to death basically there's like a scene of goldie hawn uh she's shot and so there's just a giant hole in her stomach and then bruce willis pushes meryl streep down the stairs so then her like neck is broken it won uh an oscar for its special effects they do not age well it it should you know so sorry i should not have one (laughs) you you gotta you gotta make the the path to someone's gotta do it first um but yeah it's a it's another good one um there's a bunch of like random uh celebrity cameos where like they're also implied to be immortal where one of the things like meryl streep plays a famous actress in the movie and they're like um you can have it's something like 11 years of this like wow she looks great in the public eye and then you have to go away like you can fake your death you can do blah 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 so then you see all of these characters in the background of like um like james dean is there (laughs) and elvis is there and like a bunch of other random celebrities where it's like implied that they are also immortal and part of the secret society now (laughs) now elvis sure yeah james dean what a way to go two and a half movies and, and he, he was, was like you know i've got 10 more years but but i might as well go now how i guess yeah i guess maybe it took him like eight years to land those two movies and yeah. he's like i gotta uphold the terms of my contract <laughs> <laughs> but yeah would recommend cool yeah i think that's it for this for this extended edition right I Bum. watched something. Okay, what did you watch, Bryce? Extended, extended I edition. Cut to your camera. Watched. Oh yeah, <laughs> I am bad at that. You're okay. Uh, I watch Adam's Family Values. Ooh. Yes, very funny movie. Good. I love that movie so much. There were so many times where I just looked up. I was like, "Holy shit!" Okay, they went there. Yeah. Uh, super horny movie. Oh yeah. I that that threw me off. Oh yeah. You think the first one's horny? This one is <laughs> when 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 Gomez implied that uh, thing gives out handies <laughs> to the family. I was yeah, 
old. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> Wait this is second. I I've always enjoyed that one better than the first one. Uh, cuz I know like we watched the first one recently. Um how do you rank them? It's a good question. I mean, they can be equal cuz they are both very good. I think for story the first one's better. Okay. For comedy, the second one. Yeah, I mean, and that's probably why I like it more. Yeah. I like, the com- uh, like the whole um, Thanksgiving play was very uh, blazing saddles yeah, no, it's, comedy. It's, yeah. it's so good. Uh, Those are movies that I'm like, how have I not seen them we'll already? We'll watch them soon because yeah. we've talked. Well, it's Halloween month, so we'll talk yeah. about it. Yeah, um, uh, Haunted Mansion is on Disney Plus now, so we're going to talk about that soon. That might Let's be, go. we might do that next week. Here's... If I hold on, hold on, <laughs> we're gonna talk about Haunted Mansion at some point. I'm gonna keep talking about Adam's family. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joan Cusack in that movie mm-hmm. is so good. She is um, Fester's wife, whatever her name is. Um, Mrs. Fester. Mm, no, barely know her. I can't remember. Oh, but I'm blanking. She, uh, she is someone like her character would have fit perfectly in the Adams family, but she just was like so it's not self-centered but like sorry like feel sorry for me right Mm. she is if the adams family uh abused like i don't know the sour side of what the adams family could be Mm. yeah but like uh she always kills her husbands yeah she always tried to kill fester because they married um and it's just the type of thing of just like the Adams family was like, "Oh, you tried to kill Fester. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah, right. Oh, the like, Adams family without love. That's yes. what it was. Yes. Um, like she would have fit perfectly in, and she was just like not accepting. I will say this movie is why I think Joan Cusack is so hot. We have talked about this of like the the random celebrity crushes. Yeah. Yeah. Joan Cusack is mine. Yeah. Because of this movie." I just whew. yeah, slay queen. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna end this episode. Um, now, <laughs> I think it's like an hour forty five right now. I think that's roughly no more. No. Hour twenty eight. Hour oh. twenty eight. Really shorter than Choop. Oh. Wow. And right. most of it was Lord of the Rings. I so would say we bottom... should keep going. <laughs> I do have to go to the bathroom, so well, that's my you heart can go. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching and, and, and listening to this episode. Um, I hope you guys had as much fun listening and watching as we had talking about it. I, mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with today's episode. Yeah. There's a lot of great sound bites that shouldn't make it to the internet. Yeah. Although, I was just re-watching... Uh, God, uh, the the inside uh, because we t- yeah inside's already out by yeah. the time we this one is out the inside episode mm-hmm. um and boy howdy all of the germany jokes in that one shouldn't make it but they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be out there mm-hmm. <laughs> i want i do want to say publicly that the germany jokes i think are funny okay i did make them because i thought the director was german he's greek i thought so so that's my bad okay not and i'm not saying all germans culture yeah not all germans not all germans <laughs> <laughs> just gonna keep digging this hole okay. digging this hole yep 
Let's let's end the episode. Please follow us on all of our <laughs> socials and subscribe. Leave comments. We will answer them in a different podcast. Yep. Um, we will see you next week. Yep. Bye.